everyone. Today I'm going to take a few minutes and give you what we're going to call from now on an update episode about a recently solved Iowa cold case. It's a short one, but it's still important to include because it officially deems another cold case solved. Update and bonus episodes will not be released on Sundays like the weekly episodes, so wherever you find the show, make sure you follow the show or the Facebook page so you can get alerts whenever I release any additional content. So let's get started. About two weeks ago on Monday, April 4th, police officially announced that a man by the name of Jacob Greer, who had been listed as a missing person, was found alive. Back on June 1st of 2016, 22-year-old Jacob Greer was reported as a missing person to Des Moines Police Department, which is also listed under missing persons on the Iowa Cold Cases website. So in most cases, many would be overjoyed to not only find a missing loved one after almost six years, but the fact that he was still alive was beyond words. The truth behind his disappearance, though, is a bit more sinister than meets the eye. Here's the thing. Jacob Greer wasn't an endangered missing person. He was a fugitive on the run. Back in April of 2016, Greer had been arrested in Des Moines by Immigration and Customs Enforcement officers on charges of receiving and possessing child pornography. The following day in court, he was granted release on bond with an ankle monitor and was court-ordered to stay with his grandmother. About a month later, on May 31st, authorities received an alert that Greer's ankle monitor had been removed. When police arrived at Greer's grandmother's home, they learned that he had removed his monitor, taken his car, and fled. Several agencies involved in the search located Greer's vehicle, which included a suicide note but no sign of him, and as of today, it has never been made public what the contents of the suicide note said. The next day, Greer had been reported as a missing person, but the suicide note failed to throw police off his trail, because about a week after Greer's car had been located, the U.S. Forest Service had found another vehicle, which had been found at the Tuchuk campground over 1,400 miles away in Flathead County, Montana. Although we don't know the details behind the discovery, that vehicle was eventually linked to Greer. So the obvious question is, where did this vehicle come from and how was Greer able to obtain it? Well, the police investigation discovered that prior to his escape, Greer had purchased the vehicle with a $1,000 loan that he received from an unknown friend. And it was determined that he left Iowa with money, a bow and arrows, and a backpack which was full of survival gear. Apparently, Greer had told people who knew him that he had plans to live off the land in the northwestern U.S. or southern Canada and hide out in abandoned cabins. So apparently no one thought this to be odd or suspicious and didn't report it until after he had already vanished. Investigators had been able to track down surveillance footage at a Walmart about 80 miles south of the campground in Kalispell, Montana, and Greer was seen on camera wearing a camouflage hat on June 3rd of 2016. 
On November 14th of 2016, KXLH News issued a report that the U.S. Marshals Service had issued a BOLO alert, which stands for Be On The Lookout, for Jacob Greer in Montana. Marshals released his description as being 6 foot 2, 245 pounds with blonde hair and blue eyes. Over the years, the Iowa Marshals never gave up and said they were very close a few times to finding and arresting him, but Greer always managed to evade capture. That is, until April 4th, when Greer, now 28 years old, was apprehended at a residence 27 hours away from Des Moines in Spanaway, Washington, where it was believed that he had been residing for 6 to 12 months. In an article in the New York Times by Johnny Diaz, he had done an interview with Mike Powell, who is a supervisory deputy U.S. Marshal for the Southern District of Iowa. According to Mike Powell, investigators believed he had been hiding out in the wilderness for a couple of months after he abandoned the second car in Montana. He went on to say, quote, After that, we think he probably traveled to the state of Washington, and for four to five years, he was living in homeless shelters, end quote. Because of the fact that this just happened two weeks ago, obviously the case is still unfolding. But one thing that we can say for sure is that although this isn't the typical ending that you would normally see, it brings a six-year-long chase to a close and gets a dangerous predator off of the streets.